0: last bear market sort of around late 2017, early 2018, I genuinely thought Bitcoin was going to zero.
1: Welcome to the Bearers for Builders podcast, hosted by Radical. Radical is a peer-to-peer stack for building software together and offers developers the infrastructure to collaborate on code in a decentralized way. I am joined by Andros, the co-founder of Wonderverse, a DAO tooling platform, and also active member in StemsDAO, where they turn music into NFTs. Hi Andros, thank you so much for joining us on the Bearers for Builders podcast today. Very excited for this conversation. But before we dive into it, I want to hear a bit more about you and your background.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. I'm Andros. I'm one of the co founders of Wonderverse uh, and also one of the co founders of StemsDAO. Wonderverse is a sort of Web3 community collaboration platform where we help sort of decentralized or decentralizing organizations manage their workflows, streamline their operations with contributors, help these contributors get paid in as many ways as possible, and then also help these contributors gain some sort of reputation uh, on the way. And then StemsDAO um, is a Web3 music platform that works with artists to release stems of a song, so like the vocals, the drums, the bass, layers, Um, into NFTs where people can make remixes and um, people can trace back the NFTs so that the owners of the NFTs and artists of NFT can sort of uh, have a share of the revenue um, if like a remix does very well. Um, And yeah, my background is in engineering. Um, I first sort of like joined crypto in 2017. I was on the research team at Ripple and then I kind of like that team spun out to form a separate company called Coil, which is a streaming micropayments uh, company for content. So think like super fluid, but for content. Um, and I was a founding engineer there and then got a little bit disillusioned with um, definitely the Ripple ecosystem, um, but also crypto as a whole uh, during the the last winter. Uh, and I joined Instagram Um which is definitely uh, interesting, and I worked on payments there, Instagram payments, uh, spe- specifically on some of the stuff around Novi, um, and uh, worked there for a little bit, and then got you know back into the crypto space via NFTs, and then um, got really into Web three communities, into DAOs, and that's kind of when we started thinking about Wonder.
1: I love it. It sounds like you've had quite the journey, coming in out in and out of crypto as well, and. I'd actually love to hear a bit more about how Wanda started and I guess where you saw the need in the market for it.
0: Yeah. So as I kind of mentioned, I I got very much into NFT communities. You know, I bought a lot of NFTs. A lot of my good friends were part of Dapper Labs and they were like, you should get in on this um, sort of before the huge pump. And uh, yeah, so I started like joining a bunch of Discord communities. And obviously, you know, a lot of NFTs end up becoming more DAO like. And so I started exploring what DAOs were. Um, and I joined a few just like out of interest, uh, like Index Coop. um, One of my friends, uh, X Jim, he created like two different DAOs called Scribe DAO and Manga DAO, um, which I joined and I started contributing. And the energy was always amazing. Um, but, you know, as you can Im- imagine, Discord is not a great tool for organization, and you know, despite the excitement, it seemed like more structure was needed. And that's kind of when we started thinking about, oh, we should build tools to help people organize um, in a better way. And uh, that's kind of how Wonder started, and we started ideating around it.
1: Got it. And in particular, what kind of tools does Von- does Wonder integrate um, to be able to streamline this workflow process?
0: Yeah, so, you know, we have a few things. We have like sort of project management tools, which sort of integrate with Discord for notifications and to let people know when there's uh, new work, uh, when their work is uh, uh, sort of the due date for their work is approaching, when they get paid, things like that. Um, So we have very, very tight-knit Discord integration just because a lot of communication happens there. Um, But we also have things like integrations like with GitHub Um, which obviously for the developers make it easy for you to um, sort of link Wonder projects or tasks or bounties to uh, sort of code uh, pull requests and GitHub issues uh, on on GitHub. Uh, And then in terms of Web3 sort of integrations, we have uh, sort of payment integrations with Gnosis uh, and already our payment systems are kind of interoperable with something like Parcel or uh, utopia labs but we'll have like stricter api integrations uh we'll also have like a, a core nape integration that's coming um and a bunch of different online credentialing sort of web through credentialing integrations coming um but yeah those are essentially like our, our integrations and then um yeah we also use token gating which we use alchemy for, uh, we just use alchemy and something called lip protocol for
1: and it sounds like at wonder you're really taking the approach of trying to collaborate with. A whole range of different services is there a strategic thinking behind that um because i think there's a lot of dao tooling platforms that are trying to stick to themselves and i personally think that's the wrong approach what i guess inspired you guys to be able to openly collaborate with loads of different platforms
0: yeah i think for us the whole ethos of web3 is to be able to have this idea of composability where your platform or tool is just one part of like a bigger stack which means that you know we would only mainly be the coordination layer and that's why we're so keen to work with like different platforms which specifically focus on payment and i think like in this space because the user experience is like still such a problem like it makes sense for other platforms to really really research and nail down the user experience of like their specific niches and then for everyone to be able to combine in a way that like wasn't possible in web 2 with like open apis doing things on chain Um, And I think that's, yeah, that's the beauty of it, you know, and um, we're also hoping to, for example, like, uh, integrate Drips API to enable people to get paid uh, recurringly and to be streamed their, you know, uh, their salary or even their their bounty um, as well throughout the month, and some exciting stuff, uh, thinking around revenue sharing as well, like splitting revenue share with contributors. So yeah, like, there's so many different uh, sort of exciting integrations coming up mm-hmm. in Web3.
1: And I guess for you, I mean, you work a lot with DAOs. What do you believe the key challenges that have to be solved um, in order for DAOs to work efficiently together?
0: I think right now, some of the main problems is that there are there is no playbook for governance. And because operations are so tightly tied to governance modes, also operation best practices are not there. And so I think gradually we're coming to a place where governance is being like different governance modes are being experimented with. And we are reaching some sort of best practice. Um, You know, you can have the Yearn 2.0 model, the sort of index uh, nests, uh, pods and wise hours model, um, you know, the Gitcoin stewardship model. And so these governance models are coming up. you know, and right now, I think we're still trying to piece together the operations that might be most effective there. You know, is it like, do are we running sprints? Are we doing agile? Like, how do you, especially in this bear market, right, where we're trying to build and it's no longer as easy to just like focus on raising more and more money. You know, how are we going to get things done, essentially? And I think that's still being figured out as the governance is is, is being sort of structured as well, you know, like within working groups you know, how to work, do working groups, how to, yeah, just work in a more decentralized way.
1: Yeah, I think there's um a big problem that Web3 projects are facing, or in particular NFT collections, is they raise a lot of money at the start, and then they haven't really figured out the continual revenue piece. And I think it's the same with DAOs as well. I think there has to be more I guess, in-depth thoughts in terms of continual revenue, because I think that's still missing a lot of the time.
0: Totally. And even for NFT projects, it's like you're trying to create utility and additional source of revenue, right? And so few projects are are good at that, as well as sort of engaging with the community, right? Like, uh, you know, once I buy the NFT, there must be other ways for me to contribute. There are like two ways to contribute right now, right? There's like um, capital, which is you know, just like spending ETH on um, a token, a DAO token, or you know, buying some NFTs, or there's, uh, there's, you know, you can contribute your skills, your your time, your hours, etc. Um, And right now, I think there's a lot of the former, you know, specifically for NFTs, you know, the the ratio is like much more skewed towards capital. But really, you need more people who are going to dedicate like their skills and time to actually develop a project. Um, And that's some another challenge, too, is like getting people to make it easier for people to do that.
1: And so moving on to, I guess, this series of the podcast is called Bears for Builders. So we're going to jump into the bear and the builder side of it. Um, But first, I want to jump into the bear market. Um, And I'm going to start with the question, how are you feeling about this current bear market?
0: You know, I think it's always interesting. Um, Luckily, I personally have gone through one before, you know, in the last bear market, sort of around late 2017, early 2018, like I genuinely thought Bitcoin was going to zero. I just started getting a job. And so I was like, I'm going to get fired, uh, which was much more awful than I think now. I don't think the bear is... Is, is technically you know we still have probably a little bit to go down um and the bear will likely last at least 12 months um all the sort of like research and analysts um that i've talked to have like cited you know not just crypto but just like in terms of macro conditions there's just a lot of things outside of crypto that's not going to that doesn't seem too good um so in that sense um you know, I think we're just shifting our mindset to be in this kind of like bearish market um, for the for longer term. Uh, In terms of where it places us, uh, we're feeling pretty confident. I think, you know, obviously, a lot of the hype has died down. And so the people who are entering uh, or still here are you know, as, as we kind of mentioned, as, and the name of the podcast, it they are builders, right? And so what do builders need, uh, need? They need tools that help them be more productive, be better at working together. And that's kind of what we provide. So we haven't seen a slowdown on demand. And we also believe that a lot of DAOs and organizations will die in this period. Um, but the biggest and the most, you know, uh, the, the greatest examples are yet to come, they're probably being built right now. And so the next tens of thousands of Web3 organizations uh, in the next cycle will be sort of are being built right now and it's a great time for us to build for them. Um, And it's the same with sort of NFTs, with with the utility there, like things will need real utility. PFP projects are just not gonna sell out the way they used to. So new projects, new ways to utilize NFTs um, will have to be thought of. In order for for the for the for the next cycle, so um, we're really really quite excited for that.
1: I particularly like what you picked up on there in terms of the NFT market. So we've seen this huge craze in the last few months, and now we're seeing it die down a bit. It's a bit like the ICO phase. Mm-hmm. How do you see NFTs going forward? Do you think that it will be purely utility based, or will PFP collections still be around?
0: Yeah, I think as we still collect art and as digital art you know i think nfts change digital art uh forever and people love collecting art like you know um people love collecting things and that part of it will never die down um i'm personally just excited for this new wave of utility for nfts to come by um which is necessary now because you know unless you are a, a soup, even if you're like a very hyped up artist i think who was it who dropped? Was it Bella Hadid who like dropped an NFT collection, which just like didn't sell out even though it was cheap and, and things like that it took a long time. Like, and, and so you need something more than that. Um, you know, it's no longer hype. The hype doesn't drive anything anymore. And so you need real projects which um, have real use cases. You know, in, in our case, you know, I'm kind of also part of this thing called StemsDAO. In our case, it's about enabling people to, Make really, really good music that people would listen to anyway. Um, and that inherently brings uh, utility to NFTs, right? Like, even without the hype of, of crypto, you know, if you make a really, really good song, people are going to listen to it, um, bear or bull market, and that's going to drive utility for NFTs. So, things like that, you're going to have to think about, um, you know, outside of crypto, what's some of the utility that's going to be driven into, into our space. So,
1: I completely agree. I think we've seen, I guess, the die down of a bit of a PFP trend, and now we're going to move towards utility, and I've even heard of some really exciting projects up and coming. And moving on from NFTs, where do you think we're going to see the most innovation coming out of this bear market? What subsector of web3 are you most excited about personally? It's a big question. I mean, it's it's
0: interesting. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a really really big question. Um obviously as someone who's building um it's, it's you pretty much it's pretty easy to get tunnel vision so I will obviously have to say like you know in the sort of organization and coordination space I think uh I think for example DAOs uh are a lot of people have different definition of DAOs. Like you know they have to be Moloch DAOs or they have to like everything needs to be run run on chain. I don't think that's necessarily true. I think essentially it's just a new way for people to organize. And it could be a better way to organize and i think we're going to figure out how that's going to be done in this next cycle and so you know it doesn't matter if you are like a pure dao if you're an nft project you will likely decentralize in some way use some of the tools like snapshot you know uh, where we work with some of the nft projects um, if you're a DeFi protocol you know you're going to want to uh, decentralize as well Uh, If you're a creator DAO who wants to release a social token and work with your fans and not just have your fans be like, it's not like this one way, you know, relationship where like I make stuff, you listen to it. It's more like the fans help co-build some sort of brand or content or media, you know, with the, you know, with the creator, things like that. Um, Then you are essentially like a decentralized organization. And so I think that is really exciting to me, you know, how people work together, um, challenging, Even like governments, uh, how governments are run, right? You know, having these new models of of governance is super exciting. Um, And I could nerd out on like all the different modes, but I think some really, really interesting ideas are going to pop out. You know, for example, really interested to see like how the optimism governance model plays out. And then obviously with NFTs and in particular to music, I think there's a lot of innovation that's going to happen there too a lot of big artists are already interested in this space. Um, So we just need to think about a way to make it easy for people to collaborate, for the NFTs to actually have, you know, utility as we just mentioned. So that's really exciting. But apart from these two things, uh, I think, you know, the two things that I'm particularly interested in, one is like, you know, making things as um, cheap and sort of quick as possible. I think we still have a lot of problems with gas fees. um, And if we're gonna onboard the next billion, people onto web three, that's gonna, it's gonna have to be cheap and quick, especially if you know, a lot of those people are going to be from, uh, developing countries. Um, and then obviously on the other side of that is like the wallet experience needs to be a lot better, not, you know, I love MetaMask and I love using it, but I, you know, I once spent, I think three hours on the phone with, with my mom trying to like figure out how to onboard her to MetaMask. And honestly, I would have paid like $200. Uh, for someone else to do it because it, it's very easy to, to ruin relationships like that. Um, but yeah, it was a very difficult process. Like it shouldn't be that hard. It should be much easier. Um, and the wallet is going to be, you know, the the onboarding onto onto Web3. And so that needs to be as smooth as possible. So those two are, you know, apart from what I'm working on, those are the two two areas where I think like, you know, I'm really excited to see some new innovation.
1: Yeah, I think I, I have to agree with the, UI, UX design in terms of if we have to get crypto and Web3 on boarded to the masses, it has to become like easier to use because it's too clunky still at the moment. So I think we're going to see a lot of innovation happening in terms of that kind of um, interaction with crypto Web3. And I also wanted to ask, you must see a lot of DAOs um, on Wonder. Is there one in particular where you think their governance processes or the way that it's structured is really admirable? And I would love to hear a bit more.
0: Yeah, that's a that's a great question. I'd say like obviously one of the, the leaders in the space of Gitcoin who we work with, you know, having the stewards model is is really good because I do think um, and it's the same with DRGX. I think they're a little bit newer in terms of like how they think about decentralization essentially like having this idea of like working groups which have their own core competencies um and then the leaders within each group um being like elected by token holders like i think that's like a really smart model um you know dydx has this idea of boroughs um and people decide like how much budget to allocate to each borough and i think that's like that's really smart and if done in like a transparent and uh you know, sort of, um, yeah, transparent way, then actually, like, it it sort of emulates the ideal form of how governments should be run. Um, And I think that's super exciting. Uh, And yeah, and in terms of Gitcoin, like, you know, having stewards who essentially are more, like, um, always aligned with the long-term vision of of a DAO, um, and, you know, being able to have a say, but not, you know, that being separate from, like, the core team is another really interesting idea um and so you know they can come in and be like hey you know i don't think this is the right direction and so um yeah i think that's that's a really good um and obviously even with radical you know we love working with the radical team so we think the governance uh obviously of the of the team is is also very admirable but i think yeah like people are still trying to figure it out and um you know i think we're getting closer and closer
1: I think um, maybe in two years' time we'll be having a different conversation in terms of how DAOs will be structured. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. um, and now moving into the builders' part of, I guess, the podcast. Being a builder in Web three, what are the key challenges that you have had to overcome, and do you have any advice for people building projects at the moment?
0: Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I'd say it's a double edged sword, right? Like when people are still figuring it out. And when people are still like experimenting, um, I will say that, you know, for example, even as we're working with partners, it's there like many more stakeholders than normal, right? Like normally if you're a B2B startup, you talk with maybe one person from like the engineering team or two, you can then directly sell to that team um, or the entire company. You know, with DAOs, it's like, you have to talk with, one person on a, a particular working group who will then intro you to another person who might intro you back to the original person. And then that's only one working group to get like org-wide um, sort of consensus. That's even harder um, and that requires like voting and things like that, which which means the cycle is just much slower and much less efficient. Um, so obviously customer acquisition is a little bit harder that way, um, but it is really interesting to sort of like work with Um, you know, different partners to figure out what the best modes of like operations might be for this particular governance model. Um, And I I think, you know, we are obviously trying to uh, grow and to get more people using it. Um, But it's also interesting to help like people work out and have a say in like, hey, we think you should actually like do this. And that's something that we've been thinking a lot more about. And we're actually like spinning out a, um, you know, service DAO, arm um, to work with like bigger partners on like, you know, for example, evaluating how their operations are, how to improve and then actually like matching and like providing a project manager um to actually work with these orgs because, you know, a lot of times there is a tooling problem, obviously, which we're helping solve. But ultimately, at the end of the day, there is also a coordination problem within different DAOs. That's kind of, for example, why Index came up with the um, you know, with their new governance models, because they realized they were, weren't getting things done. It was too decentralized. It was too unstructured. So you actually need people who are like, you know, you need some sort of hierarchy at times to, for someone to say like, Hey, someone needs to do this. Like this other person needs to do this. So there needs to be some human coordination there too. Um, and that's, that's the, that's the hard part right now is that that still is like not very clear. Oh, and for advice for people, um, sort of, uh, sort of building the space um i would say yeah be ready to be um listen to a lot of feedback and to be able to filter that down you're going to get a lot of feedback um but i think the key is just to iterate as quickly as possible um and to really like help people solve problems because um yeah this is a great time to be able to cater to people's needs And if people are still willing to use you, um, you know, in the bear market where like everyone's trying to focus, then you've got something that's like actually compelling. Mm
1: -hmm. And how do you know when to listen to feedback and when not to listen to feedback? Because everyone's going to have their own opinion on your product. And how do you know when to take it in and when to ignore it?
0: So I think uh, there's, there's two sides, right? So one side is like, we have a vision for what this looks like or should be. Um, You know, we're opinionated as an organization that this should be the way this is what needs to be built. And then on the other side, you know, your it's it's ground level. Um, It's what your um, customers or what your partners actually need. Um, And I think the balance is obviously finding somewhere in the middle. Uh, So you need, you know, when you listen to different types of feedback, um, you need to actually like try and do some matching of like, oh, everyone said this is needed. So this is probably what we need to build and then do some sort of sanity check to say like, Hey, is this where we want to go? Like, is this the strategic direction of where we want to go? Cause if not, then like, you know, if someone tells me they want, you know, a, a quicker bridging solution for like cross chain. Okay. But like, that's not what we are. Um, so, you know, someone else can build that, you know, that's not what we are here to do. Um, but if someone's like hey we want a github integration then like it's like all like hey we want cool nape integration then it's like yep this is something we can do and we can help with that you know so um doing some sort of like map uh, sort of like aggregation of like oh this is the number one feedback and then doing some check on like hey does this actually fit what we're trying to build and where we're going um you know if it does build it if it doesn't obviously you know we, we're gonna have to respectfully ignore it um so that's kind of that's kind of how we do it
1: Got it. And I completely agree. I think it's if you hear a piece of feedback again and again and again, it probably means that it's something to listen to. If it's just someone, I guess, that's come in once and they've made this comment, you have to always question it a little bit more is the advice that I've been given. And I've also given to founders. Okay, and I guess moving forward, Radical is all about open collaboration And how, I guess, at Wonder, are you thinking about open sourcing your own stack? Is that something you're thinking about? Or I guess I'd love to hear your thoughts around that.
0: Totally. Um, Yeah, so our front end is open source right now. Um, Our back end, we are still needing to go through security audits, you know, despite um, trying to ship as quickly as possible. We've only really started building for like seven months. And so having like a secure API, which is open source, takes time, for example, um, and so, you know, we want to be very conscious of, like, um, how we're doing that. And then um, at the same time, you know, we're trying to progressively decentralize, so we need to, like, understand what that means um, in regards to our open source strategy. But yeah, the plan is to is to be open sourced um, as quickly as possible. And that makes it easy for people to build um, build on top of our APIs, build on top of things that we release on chain, things like that. Yeah, it just makes it easier for our tool or our platform to be part of a stack and for people to plug and play. Um, so it's definitely something that's on our roadmap.
1: And I know that you touched a little bit on how I, different DAOs can use Wonder to build open source software together. Um, I think you mentioned GitHub and a few other processes that they can use. But I guess, how are you at Wonder facilitating the building of open source software?
0: Yeah, I think there, there are a few ways. And this this is interesting because like our customer base is like Web3 organizations, but really it could work for open source, uh, sort of orgs as well. Um, you know, when you're open source, you have to think very carefully about permissioning. So um, for us, we have very fine grained permissioning down to like, you know, who can actually create things on the Wonderboard, who can review things, who can pay people. Um, obviously these could be linked with Discord roles as well. Um, but, you know, we make it very easy to configure like uh, what role someone has when they come in to contribute to a project. So if they don't have like specific permissions, they won't be able to do certain things, um, which is really important, right? Because in open source, anyone can contribute. And so setting those sort of permission, that kind of permissioning is, is really useful. And then B is kind of like the payment piece, right? Like the biggest problem of open source has always been payments, like how do you attribute value? Um, and I think us, you know, we in Web3, we're having so many, we're doing so many things to actually like help solve that. You know, you can get paid in a variety of ways. It could be through grants, it could be through bounties, you know, recurring payments, um, call, things like coordinate. And we are beginning to enable all types of those kind of payments, all types of sort of value attribution. Um, and yeah, I think that's super important um, for contributors who are who are wanting to you know, actually make meaningful contributions to open source. Um, and at the same time, it's like, you know, if I'm making uh, a contribution, I should be re- rewarded not only with sort of the, the the monetary rewards, but also sort of like the, the credentialing and the skills and the, the ability to have that as part of my reputation. Um, and that's kind of like the third piece. So, yeah, that's kind of like um, how, how we help open source contributions.
1: I have to agree with all of those, and you touched a bit on payments. What I guess in your experience, being contributing the DAO, what do you think is the most efficient payment structure out there at the moment?
0: Yeah, that's a good. Honestly, I think it's a it's a mixture, right? So, like, I think you know, I think for the core team, things like salary does make sense. Like, I'm I'm not saying it, yeah, just because you're Web three doesn't mean you shouldn't get a salary. Uh, But I think like, for example, things like CallNAPE super useful to determine like who actually, you know, if there's like a pool of bonuses, I think things like CallNAPE is a great way to like distribute how much, um, yeah, just like how much someone's, you know, if I worked really hard this month, I should be rewarded more. Um, I think that's a great way to determine that. And then obviously like part-time contributions, um, the way more like, I guess like per hour time based or even like um, milestone-based sort of makes sense for more like part-time contributors. And then for kind of the bounty hunters who might just have like an expert skill. say like I'm just an expert DevOps and this bounty is literally just to set up AWS or Google Cloud, um, then that's kind of something that I can just tackle like one time and be done with a project, that kind of payment makes sense. So really like it's a mixture, it's just dependent on the specific project and so the the most efficient organizations realize that and they like kind of use different payment options for 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 different types of work
1: yeah 100% um and at the moment what is a project that you're looking into that you find very interesting
0: oh i have to shout out refi dao um i think like regenerative finance and obviously like gitcoin is a is the biggest player in my opinion in the, in that in the space of refi um but i think refi dao um and i'm just very bullish on Regenerative financing, as a whole, being able to support different causes, uh, which t- kind of change, you know, our economy from like an extractive one to one that's like regenerative, you know, either through the climate, um, or like sort of social causes, you know, we also, um, you know, looking into different projects like uh, Choice Dow, for example, which kind of works to support women in states where abortion is now illegal in the US. um, Just like these social, like solving these like big climate social injustices is like something we care a lot about. And so those tend to be the projects I'm like personally most, most interested in.
1: Coming off the back of that, how big do you think DAOs can get?
0: Well, yeah, I I kind of um, touched upon this earlier, but I think they will inherently be just a new way to organize. Um, you know, it's so easy to spin up a, a, a DAO, um, again, with like loose definitions of what DAO is, right? Like if you need to set up like a legal entity or a foundation, obviously it's not super easy, but if it's just like a group of people who work together, um, that's like, you know, one Discord server, um, ideally, you know, one wonder workspace and one Gnosis safe, you're done, you're good to go. Uh, and so, it, it will become the, the new way to to organize. And it doesn't matter if you're like an NFT project, a DeFi protocol, a social token project, open source project, even if you're like a Web2, just like a company, you might spin out like a, a new community section, for example, where you just work really closely with your community. If you're like a Web2 company with like a big community, say you're like GitLab or something, you could also become like a, a decentralized organization, right? So I think, yeah, it could become the new way to organize. It could be the new way to uh, sort of disrupt the, the LLC. Um, and yeah, that's kind of the future that we're building for anyway.
1: I think we all hope for that. Um, and I have one final question for you. And just to kind of close off this podcast, um, again, touching on being an entrepreneur in this space, what is the one piece of advice that you wish you would have heard before you started your entrepreneurial journey in Web3?
0: This might be, well, I have two, well, two, one is kind of obvious, just remember the vision, um, remember where you want to go because like the ups and downs on the daily, you know, just irrespective of a market is huge. And so you need to remember why you're doing it because if you don't, then you're going to get burnt out very quickly. Um, and then second is, you know, I think Web3, we all, want to be collaborative and like if you think about game theory games like that is the best way to go but we also need to be aware of people who are bad actors like just because we're all three three doesn't mean there aren't bad people in the space there's a lot of bad people in this space i think we are obviously optimistic but we have also have to be weary and i think that's really important
1: i think those are two of the best pieces of advice that you'll hear (laughs) um Thank you so much, Andros, for coming on today. And how can people reach out to you?
0: Uh, yeah, so my Twitter is 0xAndros. Um, so feel free, my, my DMs are open. Um, and yeah, I'd love to chat to anyone about new ways of organisation, um, sort of obviously weather in general, music, etc. So yeah, um, hit me up
1: amazing thank you so much andros for coming on today and i will speak to you all very very soon